Well, good evening, everybody. Uh, welcome to my podcast. It's the first one that I've ever done, and I'm looking forward to uh, speaking with everybody about tonight's game. It was the Cleveland Indians versus the Minnesota Twins, and I am sure most of you know who follow. Uh, this is a big-time series for the Indians going into this uh, odd and bizarre season that we're having. So the Indians came into the game 17-11, and Minnesota came in leading the division at 19-10, and and we had Aaron Savali matched up against Kenna Maeda. So unfortunately for the Tribe, they did lose this one 3-2. And there's a lot of things that you can dive into to prove the reasons why they lost this game. Um, one of the first things I want to get into is looking through the score sheets here. The Indians left a lot of men on base. And not only did they leave men on base, they left a lot of men in scoring position. And uh, between today and yesterday's game, they are now 1-for-20 with runners in scoring position. So it comes down to getting the big hits and the big situations, and currently the Indians are just not doing that. Um, they tried to play small ball a little bit, even though they did have the leadoff homer from Cesar Hernandez today, and um, came up with a few situations where he possibly could have moved a guy over. We didn't choose to do that. And Minnesota played with the long ball. Nelson Cruz hit a solo shot. And Miguel Sanu also hit a two-run homer. And uh, those were the differences in tonight's game. But let's start with the pitching here. So Aaron Savali today, he threw six innings, 95 pitches, struck out eight, and gave up three runs. And all three runs were earned runs coming from the homers that the Minnesota Twins hit. On the other side, Kenna Maeda started today. He went five innings, struck out seven, gave up five hits, and only one run. So pretty good uh, starting performances from both sides, I would say. Uh, the Indians' bullpen was phenomenal today. Uh, Oliver Perez pitched an inning. He, uh, he did give up one hit, induced a ground ball, double play, got out of that inning unscathed. James Karinchek did what he always does, comes in, strikes out two, gets out of the inning, not allowing a hit. And Nick Wickren also pitched a flawless inning, a couple fly balls, got him out of the ninth. Minnesota, they had four different relievers, Caleb Thielbar, Trevor May, Sergio Romo, and Taylor Rogers. They all came in to combine, and they only gave up one run, and they struck out seven tonight to go along with Maeda seven the Indians struck out 14 times uh the Minnesota Twins they struck out 10 so the Indians did out hit Minnesota and that's one thing I do want to uh show some pride in you know it's not it's not always uh as glorious as having 12 hits and scoring two runs but at least they were putting the ball in play we just we just could not hit with runners in scoring position. I had a few notes here that I was going to go over. We had a leadoff homer from Cesar Hernandez, second game in a row. Um, we had a couple Santana had a leadoff single. We had another leadoff single by uh, Greg Allen. And we had a leadoff double by Naquin in the eighth inning, and that was a big turning point, I thought, in the game. You get Naquin on. And then you have the opportunity to bunt Luplo and try to get Naquin to third. But with the way uh, Roberto Perez has been hitting, you're not sure he's going to get him in anyway. So 
I tend to agree with that decision. Hindsight is twenty twenty. Maybe if Luplo gets the bunt down, we get Naquin over to third. Perez did end up hitting a fly ball out to left field, but you never know what the situation's going to be. So what it comes down to is the Indians lineup seems to have quite a few inconsistencies between day to day. Uh, Cesar Hernandez today hit the ball really solid. He had the leadoff homer. He doubled in the third. He had another solid uh, couple line drives that ended up getting hit to other folks. But he, he hit the ball pretty well. And then you get to the number two spot in the order, and you have uh, J-Ram here. And Jose is certainly struggling right now. And we don't really know what the reason for that is. To me, it just seems like he's trying to get under the ball a little bit, similar to what we saw in the first half last year. It seems like he's popping it up foul quite often. And today he went 0 for 5. And, you know, when you're playing a division-leading team like the Twins, you rely on your best players to play their best. And right now we're not getting that from Jose. I, I have no doubt that he can do it. We saw it earlier this year that he absolutely can. But he's, he's just really struggling at the plate, and it, it's a shame because we really do need him at this juncture. But then you get to Lindor, and um, I wouldn't say over the last five games he's been struggling by any means. I, I know he's been putting the ball in play here. Uh, tonight he had a walk, two singles, gave us a chance in the ninth by getting on base. Uh, he did strike out a couple times, but it seems like he's doing his job. He's getting on base a little more power production against the better teams. Would certainly be helpful, but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna fault him too much tonight. Um, Carlos Santana had a really nice game. He uh, mentioned before the game that he was he was ready to break out, and he he did a fairly nice job. He went three for five today, uh, almost had a double. It hit the wall in left field, but it took a bad kick for him, so he got stuck at first base. He's he hit the ball pretty well. Um, Trevor May or Taylor Rogers, I apologize. He did get a mound 0-2 in the ninth, and all uh, all callers could do was fly out to right field to end the game. He, but three hits on the night's not too shabby. And then we get to Fran Mill. So between Jose and Fran Mill, you've got two of your better hitters on the team, and Fran Mill struggled mightily tonight. He had no for four with three strikeouts, came up in a couple situations with runners on, on base, and couldn't even put the ball in play. So, in the Detroit series, he absolutely rocketed the ball all over the park. And coming back home now, he is back to almost where he was at the beginning of the season, it feels like. And we really need him and Jose to step it up here if uh, if they want to keep up with Minnesota, not to mention Chicago's been riding their coattails as well. Naquin got the start today. He had a couple hits including a leadoff double in the eighth that I mentioned earlier. So he was on uh, on second with Jordan Luplo up behind him. Decided not to bunt Jordan Luplo over. Why are we down three to two? And Luplo did hit one pretty hard to shortstop, and that was caught. And then, uh, like I said, Roberto Perez ended up flying out to left field, so... You know, they both put the ball in play. They hit the ball pretty well off Sergio Romo. And then Greg Allen, he ended up striking out to end that inning. He did have a single and a run. 
I can't say I'm always thrilled to have Greg Allen in the lineup. I like to have him off the bench because he is he is quick. But it was also odd that Mike Freeman got the start in left field today. So Jordan Luplo came off the bench and pinch hit and did get a single today. So I imagine that raised his batting average probably 300 points at this point. But Luplo's had a few hits in the last few games. So they did, you know, they got they had, they had 12, 12 hits tonight, which you figure you can score more than two runs with. But when your big boys aren't doing the damage that they need to and getting these guys in, it's going to be hard to win games, especially when you're not just facing the Twins lineup. We all know they can hit. And uh, the thing that sticks out to me is they're, they're still fifth in ERA. So Cleveland is second, but the differential is Cleveland's hit, and they're 29th in average in the league, 23rd in runs, and Minnesota's 14th in average and 10th in runs. So when you have a team that can pitch as well as Minnesota has proven to be able to do this year, even though you can pitch well, and we saw that again tonight, uh, like I said, I think Savali threw the ball pretty well. Giving up three runs isn't – you can live with that against Minnesota. But when you cannot score runs, and we've seen this time and time again, you're not going to beat the better teams. At the end of the game tonight, they had an Arby's ad they ran. Anytime the Indians score five runs or more, you can get a free curly fry from Arby's. I'm guessing they've had to give probably two dozen curly fries on the season. And seeing that this was the 29th game of the year, I wouldn't say that's exactly uh, doing a great job there. Uh, So... You know, it's tough when you lose two out of three to Detroit. You hope you can come to the series, get the first game, and try to split before Minnesota leaves town. And we weren't able to do that tonight. But, you know, you got two more games against them. Let's see what we can do moving forward. In terms of notes for Minnesota hitting, essentially it was just it was the two long balls. Uh, there was a really nice play that I wanted to mention. Uh, in the fifth inning, we had Luis Arias was on second base. Eddie Rosario smoked one to the right field corner. Tyler Nakin was able to uh, field it, get it into Santana on a relay and throw it home and get Arias at home plate to keep the score where it was at the time being too. And that was one of the uh, highlights of the game. Certainly kept it within reach and we just couldn't get the job done hitting. So before we get into tomorrow's matchup, I wanted to uh, go back to the Indians' bullpen just for a minute and, again, commend commend the guys coming out of the pen for the great job they did tonight. Ollie Perez, Karen Check, and Wickren came in, didn't bother to give up a single run, which is excellent. Um, Karen Check's the only one that struck anybody out, and he is he's filthy. Uh, he, he's really a lot of fun to watch, and um, he was definitely hyped up coming into the season and you can see where that is that curveball he throws looks to be unhittable right now when you can match up with 95 96 wherever you want it to be he is dominant and hopefully uh moving forward he is going to be one of those anchors in the bullpen um didn't see didn't see brad hand today you know it seems to me they, they want to spread him out try to get his velocity back up so that way he can uh, hit somewhere around 93, 94 with that slider. And if he's a closer, so be it. We'll support him. But I wouldn't be surprised if some, at some point this season, Karen Check does take that uh, spot over. Wickren, he's done 
pretty well all year, and so has Oliver Perez. Both have done great, especially with the uh, three three batter rule this year. Oliver Perez has really done a phenomenal job coming in from just a left-on-left guy to having to face three, and he continues to get it done. Even he, I'm, I don't know if he's 60 yet or thereabouts, but he just phenomenal job tonight giving up the hit and then coming back with the uh, double play ball, face the minimum. Uh, I just really wanted to give them a shout out. It's not easy, not easy holding this lineup to no runs over you know three innings here, and they they did that to keep us in the game tonight. But we can dive into tomorrow's game, and you know you always got to feel good. We got Shane Bieber going. He's five and zero on the season with a one point one one ERA, and he's coming off a win against the Pirates, which you know isn't saying a whole lot, but. He did throw six innings against them, had 11 strikeouts, didn't give up a single run. So that's an excellent job by him as per usual. And uh, we don't want to forget that earlier on July 30th, Bieber went uh, eight innings against these Minnesota Twins and struck out 13 in one of the best games that we've played this year. On the Minnesota side, we're going to have Rich Hill on the bump. So Rich Hill is 1-1 one one on the year, around a 4.5 ERA. And uh, the last game he pitched, he threw 2.2 innings, gave up four runs with the loss. So not coming off his best performance. Um, Rich Hill has had a relatively up and down career. He's had some really good years. He's had some down years. So you're not sure what you're going to get from him. But the same could be said for the Indians lineup. So you got to score more than two runs to win a game. And... um, to me, they got to put at least four up on the board, even with Bieber on the mound. A couple of bad pitches, and he can give up two or three, and he might pitch great the rest of the game. But we will be looking forward to having Bieber on the bump. He always gives you hope that he can get the job done and win you a ball game. And I know a lot of folks have him as the AL MVP right now, and considering he's only on the hill every five games. That's That tells you all you need to know about it. Um. Not much else to recap tonight. You know, it's never it's never a good time losing to the Twins. It puts the Indians at 17 and 12. Minnesota goes to 20 and 10. So we'll take a look at the standings here and see where that leaves us for now. So we'll be two and a half back. Now we're tied with the White Sox, who are also 17 and 12, and they're two and a half back. Uh, the Tigers continue to skim here. They're they're eleven and sixteen now, and the Royals are also eleven and seventeen. So they are seven and a half and eight games back, respectively. Looking at the upcoming schedule after the Twins here, so we have two more against them, and then we have the Cardinals, where we will be going to St. Louis. So that won't be an easy schedule before meeting up with the Royals, Brewers, and then the Royals again. So we won't see the Twins again after the series until September 11th, but it won't be a it'll be a tough walk against the Cardinals as well before we get seven games against the Royals with the Brewers uh, sandwiched in between there. So they have some opportunities here. I know my Chicago was hitting the cover off the ball this last week. Hopefully, the Indians can figure out a way to get Jose. And Fran Mill back on the same page. And if they can get the top of that lineup turning over better than it has been, they could win a few games here coming up. So we'll see what happens in the next two against Minnesota. If they can split those two or 
somehow take both of them. That'd be a huge boost after tonight's game. Just a little disappointing, especially coming off losing that two out of three to Detroit when you've won 20, 20 games in a row against them. They're certainly bound to win a game eventually, but when you're at home, you expect to take care of business there. So they don't have anybody else to blame but themselves right now. Looking forward to getting Bieber on the hill tomorrow and see what we can do. And uh, we'll be back with you after the game to review how that goes. Hopefully we'll be in a better mood here. Um, really appreciate you taking some time out of your day to get an Indian recap. We're going to continue to try to get better at this, and uh, hopefully you'll stick in there with us. So thank you so much. Look forward to talking to you tomorrow. Take care.